Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So in 1886, so about 137 years ago, there's a man by the name of Louis Sear, and he was crowned the strongest man in the world by the International Strong Man Competition. And he is best known for, believe it or not, what he's known for, and nobody's been able to do it ever since, that he was able to lift 500 pounds with one finger. I don't even know that's like actually possible in the medical field, but he was able to lift 500 pounds with just one finger. He's also known for having 18 men, almost weighing together collectively, about four or 5,000 pounds, and he lifted up the board that they were all standing on, on his back. So he's known for these two things, being the strongest man in history. And again, nobody's been able to do this ever since he has, uh, has done this, since 1886. Nobody's been able to uh, accomplish this. And so he has held the title for the strongest man in the world. And brothers and sisters, but I would say that there is a man stronger than Louis Sear, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ is the strongest man in the world. And that's not just a, a, a nice thing to say. And what makes him so strong is what we heard in the gospel today. Right? That Jesus Christ, um, being a man, but so much more than a man, was resurrected from the dead. Just stop and think about that for a second. Nobody in history has ever resurrected from the dead. This is how much power our Lord Jesus Christ has. The gospel also touches on this. It says, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to the tomb, and behold, there was a great earthquake. There was an earthquake. When Jesus rose from the dead, the world shook. Why would they put an earthquake there? If it was just, okay, cool, Jesus resurrected from the dead, let's move on. No, the world shook when Jesus rose from the dead. That is how much power our God has. And it goes on in the gospel, For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, approached, rolled back the stone, and sat upon it. The guards were shaken with fear of him and became like dead men. There was so much shaking at that point 2,000 years ago when Jesus resurrected from the dead that men who were soldiers, Al-Assaz, they're the strong ones, they're the powerful ones. It says they became like dead men. That's our Jesus, in case we need a reminder. That's our God. That's who we believe resurrected from the dead. And so, brothers and sisters, we call this, in the Catholic Church, we call this resurrection power. Say that with me. Resurrection power. Say it. Resurrection power. There is true power in the resurrection. But the good news is, is that it's not just for Jesus. We're not just celebrating, oh, Jesus, you have this great, awesome power. Yay, thank you, Jesus. When we say resurrection power, what we're saying today is we have the same power that Jesus had 2,000 years ago. That St. Paul tells us, this is the good news. St. Paul says in the second reading, and all of these readings are, they're very uh, connected. In the second reading, uh, St. Paul says to the, to the Romans, he says, are you unaware? So he's kind of like, are you guys still there? Like, are you unaware? Are you unaware that those who were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? So that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might live in the newness of life. What he's saying to the Romans is, Romans, don't forget, you've been baptized. You're no longer just Romans. You have been baptized in Jesus Christ, which means you have the same power that Jesus had, the same power that rose him from the dead, that made him get out of the tomb. You have it too, in you. And don't forget that is what he's saying. And brothers and sisters, today we're not just remembering Jesus' great power. We are remembering our own power because we were given that power when we were baptized. 
When we were baptized, we received the Holy Spirit. And by receiving the Holy Spirit means we have the same power that Jesus Christ has. But we forget that often. We forget what Easter is about. What Easter is about is having power. Not political power, not power on social media, or having a platform. It's this internal power, the same power that Jesus had. The most powerful power, if I can say that, in the whole entire world. That shook the world. And we too, as Catholics, can shake the world. If we tapped into that power inside. But brothers and sisters, some of us might be thinking, well, Father... I don't feel very powerful, right? I don't feel this power that you're talking about. And according to this, and what we should really be thinking when we hear this is that we should be, as men and women, our names should be on the list of the same, uh, the same competition, that same strong men competition with this power, our names should be on the list if we knew that power, if we practice and activated that power. And again, we may not be feeling that power because some of us are still living as if we are in graves, as if we are in a grave. What's a grave? A grave is something that holds somebody down. And some of us are still living in this grave. There is six feet under and there feels like there's all these things on top of me, which God exploded out of the grave. He exploded out of the tomb. The tomb is open. But some of us are still living six feet under. Some of us have not activated the power that we received at baptism, the same power that Jesus had. So today I want to talk about three graves, three tombs which are trying to press down upon us 2,000 years later from activating that resurrection power that we received at baptism. Because it's there. Grave number one that robs us of resurrection power and tries to hold us down, brothers and sisters, is unforgiveness. It's unforgiveness. Because we have the same power that Jesus has, we are able to do the most impossible thing, which is to forgive people who've hurt us, betrayed us, stabbed us, and crucified us with their words and actions, because our power is the same power that Jesus had. Instead, we're living in a grave, a grave of unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment and hatred and revenge and retaliation and fill in the blank. This is not freedom, brothers and sisters. This is not living in the resurrection power that Jesus gave us. Because when we tap into that power, we're able to say, Jesus, the same power you had that you came out of the tomb, I have that power and I'm able to do impossible things. Which is forgive the people that spit on me, betrayed me, disrespected me. Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. Recent studies, 25% of adults are estranged from their family members. That means one in four people in here don't talk to their relatives. And why? It's because we're living in the grave. We think, I'm not going to forgive. What's the point of forgiving? But we forget who our God, Jesus Christ, looked at us from the cross and said, I forgive you. And I give you now the power through your baptism to go out and forgive others. Stop living in slavery. Have freedom. I've given you my power is what Jesus is saying today. And we need to tap into that power. You think and we think that by not forgiving people, we're stronger. But it's the weak brothers and sisters who cannot forgive. It's the strong who tap into the power of Jesus Christ who can say I can forgive. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's what it comes down to. Not with our power, but God's power. Forgiveness requires, again, I want to give you a real proof, a real story. I'm not making this story up. A real story of somebody 
who has operated from the resurrection power from their baptism. And there's a story of a priest and a deacon. And the deacon and priest would go around the United States and they would do retreats for people who are in jail. And they would go from state to state to state and, and, uh, and, and do these retreats. The deacon had a son and on his senior year he went on a trip on the spring break. And then he ended up staying a little bit out. He ended up staying a little bit later than his friends. All his friends went home. He was leaving and he was leaving late by himself and he got rushed in the alley and somebody wanted his wallet and killed him, his son, this deacon's son. And so this deacon for just went crazy. God, here I am. I'm doing all this work for you and, and, I, and I proclaim your word and I go around the, the country and I, I bring Jesus to people. And so for two years, he was just so mad and so angry. But he was living in a grave of that resentment and, and bitterness. And then the priest would ask him every year, Deacon John, do you want to come back? Do you want to come back? Let's go on these retreats. Help me. I need you. Let's go proclaim the gospel. And he would say, no, no, no. But after two years, he finally decided, I'm going to go back because I'm getting worse and worse. It's getting darker and darker in my grave as I push further and further away from Jesus. And so he goes. But guess what? This particular retreat was in the actual state where his son died in Florida. He's like, I'm not sure I want to go, but I need to go. So he goes. And they're there in jail, and he's giving his testimony, and the priest and the deacon are working together, and they're talking, Jesus Christ has forgiven us for our sins, he's resurrected. And then all of a sudden, one of the prisoners gets up, and he has tears coming down his eyes. And he's, and he's praying, and he's, he's just crying, and he's saying, he's saying I, 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 I accept the forgiveness of Jesus. I've committed so many sins in my life, and I wish, I, wish, I, I wish I could take back what I've done. I've killed somebody. I've killed somebody's son, and I wish, I wish I could meet that mother and father and say to that mother and father right now, I am so sorry for killing your son. Please forgive me, and the deacon says, you just did. That was my son. Brothers and sisters, that's what we talk about when it comes to resurrection power. This isn't just something nice and cute that we say. That he knew that he had the power of Jesus through his baptism to do the impossible thing, which is forgive the killer that killed his son. And that's what we say. We say, in the name of Jesus, I forgive myself. Sometimes it's us we need to forgive. In the name of Jesus, I forgive myself. In the name of Jesus, I forgive this person or that person. All in the name of Jesus. All in the name of Jesus. So that's grave number one. Grave number two that robs us of our resurrection power and tries to hold us down is fear. Fear, brothers and sisters. We are the most fearful generation according to statistics right now. It's fear which is paralyzing us. It's fear that is holding us down. It's fear like we feel we're six feet underground and the dirt keeps coming on top of me, on top of me, on top of me. We're scared of the future. We're scared of the past. We don't know how to live in the moment, myself included. But it's fear, according to statistics, which is paralyzing us. It's a grave. Recent studies, again, statistically speaking, one in five Americans is on an antidepressant pill. One in four is on an anti-anxiety medication. And brothers and sisters, I'm not making light of mental illness. I'm an advocate. It's a real thing. But we are racked with fear. We are paralyzed with fear. We are not living in the moment. Another story, proof of a real person who operated from the resurrection power of their baptism and faced their fears. If we have Jesus, we could say to fear, you're a liar. I don't belong to you. Do you know who my God is? His name is Jesus. A true story 
and proof of a real person, again, who operated from this resurrection power, from their baptism and faced their fear. So again, I'm not making this story up. It comes from an actual book called, from, it's called Small Miracles. So it says, he writes this in, the, in, the, in his writing. He says his story. One evening, I decided I want to take a late night run. After 10 minutes, I heard muffled screams coming from behind some bushes as I was on my run in the evening. It was dark, but I slowed down to listen. But I began to panic when I realized that what I was hearing were sounds of someone of struggling, grunting, frantic screaming, wrestling, the tearing of fabric. Only yards from where I stood, a woman was being attacked. Should I get involved? Maybe I'll just call the police. This is not something I want to get involved in. But I remembered who my God was, Jesus Christ, and knew I had nothing to fear, so I acted fast. I am not a brave man, nor am I an athletic one, but I ran behind the bushes and pulled the attacker off the woman. As we were fighting, we fell to the ground and struggled for a few moments, punching until the attacker jumped up and ran away. Breathing hard, he ends with. Breathing hard, I stood up from the floor and approached the girl, who was bent behind a tree in tears. In the darkness, I could barely see her outline, but further I first, I could barely, I could barely see her outline, but I could certainly sense her trembling shock. Not wanting to frighten her any further, I first spoke to her from a distance and said, It's okay. You can come out. The man ran away. You're safe now. There was a long pause, and then I heard her words in wonder and amazement, and she said, Dad, is that you? Then from behind the tree stepped out my youngest daughter, Catherine. Brothers and sisters, the devil is the attacker. And he comes after us with our fears. And that's how he operates. And this father is Jesus, because we have his power. And we are very busy telling Jesus all the things we're, we're, we're in fear about. But when was the last time we told our fears how big our God is? And his name is Jesus. We must never, ever succumb to fear. Fear is normal, yes, Jesus went through it, but it shouldn't paralyze us. We tap into that resurrection power of dealing with the fear. We have to take authority over our fears. We need to talk to the cancer. We speak to the results. We say, do you know who my God is? His name is Jesus. This isn't positive self-talk. People are saying, oh, positive self-talk, positive affirmations. I affirm myself every day. It's a waste of time. It doesn't work. Truth works. And Jesus is the truth. Amen? Amen. That's what it comes down to, brothers and sisters. And finally, the last grave that I'll mention that robs us of resurrection power and tries to hold us down, besides unforgiveness, besides fear, it's sin. Sin feels like it is just weighing down on me and pushing me further and further and further and further down. It's sin. Jesus came into this world to set us free from our past sins, and so we wouldn't be enslaved to sin. Again, recent studies are showing we're a very addicted Generation. One in three Americans has an addiction. And addiction cannot defeat us. Addiction, when Jesus came into this world and he resurrected from the dead, he won our freedom, he conquered hell, and he conquered the devil, and he conquered our sin, which means we have resurrection power to be able to say to sin, no, I am not enslaved to you. I am not enslaved to you. Because we have the same power that Jesus had 2,000 years ago. There is a power in us, brothers and sisters, greater than any power that comes against us to tempt us and say, can I come in? I have something to offer you. And we say, 
I'm not interested. Do you know who my God is? His name is Jesus. You can talk to him. I'm not going to fall into your trap again. And so, brothers and sisters, this is what we talk about. This is the power which has been given to us as well. But again, I'll end with this. Some of us might be thinking, Father, I don't, I don't feel very strong. You talk about this resurrection power. I don't feel very strong on this Easter Sunday. I find it very difficult to forgive. I'm struggling with many fears. And I'm pretty much an addict or just struggling with a lot, a lot of sin. This is what we can be thinking right now. And brothers and sisters, I would say the reason that many of us feel weak right now and don't feel the resurrected power in our lives and feel buried in the tombs of unforgiveness, fear, and sin is because many of us have forgotten the channels that Jesus Christ uses to dispense his resurrection power to us today. Today, through the Eucharist, and today, through confession, he gives us the same resurrected power that we received as little babies when we were baptized. You think Jesus just said, okay, be baptized, you're good, you're going to be protected for the rest of your lives? He would be setting us up for failures. He's given us a way to receive that same power, resurrection power, through the Holy Eucharist today and through confession. That's why we come to Mass every week. We come to Mass every week. At every Mass, we receive the Eucharist, which is Jesus Himself, which comes down from heaven and to the altar and from the altar and to our soul to give us the same power which He had when He rose from the dead. A lot of us are operating from our own strength, and that doesn't work. Good luck, that doesn't work. I go to Mass every day, not because I'm a priest or I'm holy. I go to Mass every day because I need resurrection power, because I know I'm weak. That's the truth. At every Mass, this is where we get the resurrected power, where Jesus gives us his strength to overcome any of the graves of fear, unforgiveness, and sin. And besides the Eucharist confession, at every confession, Jesus is behind the priest, bringing our soul back to life and giving us his power from heaven. When people come into the confessional and they say, Father, it's been two years, three years, four years, ten years. You know what I say to them? I said, you didn't just come to the principal's office today to tell the principal what you've done wrong. You've received the power of Jesus Christ from heaven through the power of confession. You will walk out of these doors, is what I tell them, stronger than you've been since your last confession. But a lot of us don't want to go to confession. We want to do it ourselves. Good luck. It doesn't work. Either we tap into the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, which has been given to us at our baptism, and go to confession often, and receive the Eucharist weekly. It's the only way we're going to be able to come out of the dark, ugly, cold grave of unforgiveness, fear, and sin. So we'll end with this. I just want you to repeat after me, but I, I hope you say it like you mean it. I mean it, and so I'm going to say it. But I just ask you to repeat after me out loud if you mean it. I have resurrection power. I, have resurrection power. I can forgive because Jesus forgave me from the cross. I have nothing to fear. Sin has no power over me. The Eucharist and confession are the channels God uses to dispense his resurrection power on me. Amen? 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 Amen?